It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. And it, it's amazing. This this is why. I mean, we're, we're going to look look forward now and look at look at the nineties. We've got a few goals to, to go through in the nineteen nineties, but it was amazing, sort of, to go from that side and the success we had and so on to the sort of abject failure in a way. Besides, obviously, ninety five and winning the cup, the failure that we had and the struggles that we had. And the, the first goal that we're go- I'm going to bring up in, in regards to that is uh, is the famous Barry Horn goal against Wimbledon. Now these are these are now keeping into probably Pete's Pete's neck of the woods and Pete's ear uh, Pete's ear because you know we've definitely going a game and knocking now and then, weren't you, Pete? Yeah, these are actually games I, I can remember, games that I witnessed rather than <laughs> I've, I've retrospectively watched. So yeah, footy I've lived through. But, but that 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 very own goal, Peter. If I do, if I come to your face now, I, I remember being there and sitting in a family enclosure with my uncle, who was actually a red, um, and he said at two 0 down, "Do you want to go?" And I said, "No, no, I'll, I'll stay." And I've said this before on the podcast about my mum wouldn't sew on my Premier League badges onto me Everton shirt until after the game, um, and we, we we were we were down, we were down, and we were going down for a long, long time um, over the course of that ninety minutes. You know, we were getting relegated. Um, but the the goal that you know, and obviously James Stewart scores the winner. But the goal which we all remember, because yet had he not scored all season, Barry Owen, and he popped up with with like a twenty five thirty yard against the top bin. Um, I don't think Barry Owen's ever hit a, a, a footy <laughs> like that again in his life. Has he? <laughs> no, he he wasn't the most gifted Barry, was he? But I, mean, I think I was there as well. I was there with my dad, my uncle, uh, and I remember. I think we were in the Bullins, and that. For me, I distinctly remember that goal going in. I remember the whole place just shaking. I remember literally, I must have ended up four or five rows further forward. And it was one of those moments where it's just bounced and he just cut right across it. I mean, I know Sagers is accused of the last one, but there's, he had no chance with that one. Um, and that was that was such a vital goal because obviously, you know, we, we had the momentum then to go on and get, and get the winner and, and, and stay in the league, wasn't it? But I think, 
Wimbledon, let's have it right as well. Wimbledon were a good side then. You know, Wimbledon weren't an easy side to play against. I know you said Baz Oxford were quite a physical side and that as well. Wimbledon, Wimbledon then were, you know, I think that, I'm sure they finished top. Did they finish top top seven, top eight that season? I think they did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they had Holsworth, didn't he? Who scored a lot of yeah, goals. Yeah, good player. Good player. Ben Swartz, Fashionu, Vinnie Jones. They had all of all of those crazy gang. Um, yeah. Our fans had let them know the night before that it was serious. With uh, you know, you know, give the give the coach a little redesign <laughs> in um, in Daresbury the night before. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Barry Orn, remember his debut, Chef Weatherow, 92, smashed it in off the underside of the bar, and I thought, we've got a goal scorer midfielder here. And then the next time he scored was like Peter that smashed it in against Wimbledon and never hit a ball as good again in his life. But yeah, that Wimbledon was mad. I was playing semi-pro at the time, so I couldn't go that game. And uh, we were playing Darwin at home. And... I'm gutted. Obviously, had me mates are going a game and go drive. Picked up by three copites in the car as you do. You know, Phil know this as well. You know, when you're going to these away games and someone's a nominated driver, and um, the lads have picked me up and drove us there and give me stick on the way. You know, as you're going down and all that, and we're warming up and no sign of Darwin. And the referee comes on and says, "Oh, the 20 minutes late. You know, they'll be here." Just in time for kickoff, yeah, okay. So we're doing the warm ups, and I'm giving it that now. Bottle's gone because I'm thinking about Goodison and, <laughs> and Wimbledon. And five to three, the referee comes out and goes, the, the coaches broke down, they're not coming. So I'm like, I could have been, you know, my season ticket's been given to someone. And I went in the car driving home, and I got out at the rocket, and we were 2 0 down. And so I'm walking home crying because I'm thinking we're relegated, you know. And, and no mobile phones, of course. So got in and my mum opened the door and hey, she was like, well, why are you back? And I told her and she said, we get it to 2-1. So, you know, second, she said, and our neighbour was a red. Said he's banging on the wall when Wimbledon went 2-0 up. So when Barry Owen scored, I've literally spied a man the wall and smashing <laughs> and punching the wall. And then when, and I can see Pete analysing me again here, you know, but uh, when I, when, Graham Stewart scores, I'm in the road. I'm running, stood outside his door, screaming and, and everything. And it, it was a, what a berserk, what a berserk day. And what's mad is the results were changing. Sheffield United were, were, were down and Ipswich were down at one stage. And I think Chelsea scored and, and relegated Sheffield United. It was, a, it was a day we shouldn't have really celebrated because of what it was. But we obviously had to because of... Mike Walker and his gold swimming trunks <laughs> put us in that position. I remember him coming out after the game and he got interviewed and he's saying, I, I told you, I told you we wouldn't go down weeks ago. And the arrogance of that man was absolutely unbelievable. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd gone through 90 minutes of, of sort of so many emotions and, and hell and, you know, the, our, our worst fears were really confirmed. And then this, this fella comes out just, just so arrogant about the whole. And so, you know, it's like, like it was nothing. And to, to so many people, you know, Football is is their escape. It's it's the almost their everything. It's it's probably taken the situation that we're now in. I think in terms of, you know, the the fact that we, we can't really leave our, our house and you know football is a, is a distant memory unfortunately at the moment. To realise that you know you, you, your life is much more than that. But you know it's such a big part of people's lives and and I couldn't believe Mike Walker. But it but it shows you, you know as I said the fall that we had 
to go from winning things in the mid to late 80s to then 1994 and that there goes Park for us to be discussing Barry Horn and his goal as as one of the the most iconic but to, to sort of jump from there and move forward one of, one of the turning points in in the 90s was was the uh, when we brought in big Joe back to, back to the club and the next goal on the list is was a uh, big Joe's first game if I'm not mistaken and that was a uh, big dunk popping up at the at the Gladys Street and against Cliff Corner in Swinger there's big dunk as, as he did so often throughout his ever career popped up and and uh, set us on our way to, to a two 0 victory over the year uh, the those from across the park. Some head of that, wasn't it? Some head of that. I mean, we had him on loan, didn't we, at the time? Um, and um, you know, it's, I think wasn't he done for drink driving as well? Is that is that? I remember that he was, wasn't he? he the was night drinking, before. The night before the game, wasn't it? Typical don't that. But I mean, he announced himself to us as Evertonians in that game just with that one goal. And it's an iconic goal for me because it, just because of what it represented. I mean, we were, we were in trouble. We'd started the season poorly. Obviously, you know, Joe's come in. Um, he's put, I think he pulled Parkinson out of the reserves, didn't he? Pulled Hinchcliffe, Hinchcliffe out. And, um, you know, that was the start of a, the Dogs of War, really, as it, as, it, as it went on to be to be known. But that, that header, if you look at it again, I mean, he's leaped above everyone. Leaped yeah. above James in the net, in net as well. And, and, some some goal that, and he obviously went on to be an icon for scoring those types of goals, didn't he? Yeah, and don't forget they were they were top and we were bottom maybe at the time. So yeah, it was a it was a huge a huge result, huge performance, um, and a brilliant goal. I think we should let the younger lads at the top have a little <laughs> go as well. Yeah, Phil, what's your goal. thoughts, mate? No, I, I think uh, when he scored that, I think when he heard the. The noise, I think he thought, I've arrived there. You know, I want more of that. And obviously, again, like the rest of the history of Ferguson, he is an icon um, with the club. And I think he strives on, on, on big games like that and on opportunities. Um, but it, like you said, the, the way he got up for a big man as well, um, not just, you know, he was strong and, and leaped it over him. It was brilliant, really. And um, just, just the noise. And like you said before, the limbs and things, it was just uh, very iconic, especially against against, like you said, they were top and where we were in the league. Brilliant. What, what, what do you reckon, Peter, in, in regards to that goal? Because obviously we, we've been discussing so many goals through such a successful time and obviously a few months earlier by own as well in, in a slightly different time. And, you know, Big Dunn coming in, getting that goal, Big Joe's first game, you know, it sets us on our way, as Lee said, it's just a, the, the dogs of war, win the cup later on that season and, is it is that was that a turning point? Was that a catalyst? Would you say? And is it is it enough to to be making a, a top ten list? I think it's iconic in other ways, isn't it? I, I mean, I think like Baz was saying, if, if you're from a generation where you've seen the club win so much, it's hard to celebrate things like the Barry Horn goal, <laughs> where it's keeping you up, or you know, you're nicking a one nil win. They're not the kind of things you want to be celebrating. But you know, equally, it's iconic in the sense of what Duncan Ferguson brought to Everton. You know, he brought back. Uh, you'd say a, a fighting spirit you know for me it meant not looking at, at Everton as a team that you're expecting to lose you know Everton became about fight again so I, I think I, yeah I think the goal represents a, di- a different aspect of uh, of what Everton are about like, like, like I said then you know that it sort of sets us on our way Big Joe coming in and 
and it, and it, it came down to you know we we, we saved us. It, it, it we went to a few weeks before the end of the season, and, and we and we stayed up. We were we were safe, and then you know we we, we got into the FA Cup final against a, a massively strong Man United side. You know we were we were the huge underdogs. I remember travelling down that day, organised coaches from Goodison Park. Uh, it was executive coaching. Uh, when it arrived, believe me, there was nothing executive about it. Um, <laughs> but p- part of the day was going to Lord's Cricket Ground before the game to have our pre-match meal. And the, the coach driver got lost, believe it or not. It's some traffic as well. We got to, we got to Lord's for dessert as they were, as they were clearing up. So that was, that was the start of our day. So we thought this is not a good omen for what's going to happen. When we get to get to Wembley, but the goal I'm going to bring up now is is one that it's it's lives fond in my memory. You know the going going to Wembley and seeing Paul Ride out. I was at that end as well. You know putting in Graham Stewart's great assist off the bar is is one that 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 lives so fond in my memory. And it's it's such a shame it's the last time we actually won won any kind of silverware as well. Yeah, I, I think it's um I, I think personally it doesn't get shown enough for me. Um I don't know what your thoughts are, you know, it doesn't get talked about enough and, and obviously we haven't won and obviously twenty it's the twenty fifth anniversary and things like that, but you just don't see or you know, hear about it as much considering that, um winning the last trophy. Um but like you said, it was the day was amazing and, and obviously no one no one gave us a, a single chance. Um and when when it's the crossbar and your, your heart's in your mouth and you think it's basic head and, and time just stops. When it hits that bar, time just, just stops. And uh, that's my earliest memory. Um, I was only six and I, I was there. And I just remember blue balloons everywhere after it. Um, I'm sorry for it. And don't remember the match a lot, but I just remember blue balloons and, and how big the ground was. But I, I just don't think it gets talked enough for me. Um, don't you thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Stuart there, I don't know how he's missed that. <laughs> I mean, Matt Jackson makes a great overlap, Limpar yeah. plays him in. And obviously Jackson's done, showed a lot of composure there. He's come inside, I think it's Pallister, I think. And then he, he plays it square. And Stuart there, how's he missed that? I don't know. But he, he's, 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 he must be thanking Rideout for putting that in because obviously it would have been one of the worst misses. But uh, he's, he's a strange player, Rideout, for me. I remember time. You know, you would never call him a classy player, would you? But he always seemed to pop up with goals, headers in particular. He was good in the air, wasn't he? And um, took that. And then obviously, we then, a very good United. That was the start of United having, obviously, a, a very, very good side. Those young players coming through. But, you know, Big Nev showed his class for us in that game as well. Uh, I particularly remember that second Goals, um, you know, made some other outstanding saves. Showed, showed all his experience. Obviously, he'd lost a little bit of his... You know, his, his athleticism, if you like, but he was still a top keeper then. And um, you know what? 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 A, what? A, what a day that was for us as Blues. And you'd never have thought then, looking back now, that was the last time we'd win a trophy. It's, it's just frightening. Those were absolutely frightening. Twenty-five years ago. That's nuts. Isn't it? That's not the last trophy we won anyway. The Charity Shield. If Liverpool are claiming the, the European Super Cups as trophy or the World Club Championship when you're playing no marks, then I'm having the Charity Shield in August. 95 is the last trophy we won. But uh, yeah, I mean, just walking out of Wembley that day and thinking that's the last major honours we've been for 25 years is absolutely bonkers. What's mad about we We were on such a run 
that year that I was to the I was to the left of the goal. So when Stewart hits it, everyone jumped up because obviously you're expecting it to hit the net. And I didn't follow the ball. I just looked at the net and knowing the ball was going to end up there. So the ball ended up in the net. So I'm celebrating and crying and jumping around like a lunatic. I had no idea who'd scored it. You know, and um, unbelievable. Just unbelievable because from where the season had started, and like you said, with gold swimming trunks, um, starting the season, you know, to uh, to the way we finished, it was incredible, absolutely incredible, and and we had that great great run on the way. You know, Bristol City battered us, and we nicked it at the end, and you know, we we bounced Norwich five at home and got past Newcastle with a great side, and gone to Ellen Road against you know the the nation's favourite darlings and spanked them four one, and um, you know, and and got to there and beat a a top side, a top side who, who really should have won the double. To be fair, Andy Cole missed 106 open goals at West Ham the week before, which cost them the league. And and then we done them at Wembley the week later. So unbelievable. And I'm very much, if, if that wasn't in this list, then this list is as good as Mike Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it's in there the semi as well, because I think um, Dad went to Ellen Road for that game. Obviously, Spurs, like you said, they were the media darling, Klinsman and all that, sharing them. And, you know, they, they were a decent side still. And I think, you know, does Amakachi not get a mention there? Because obviously he comes on and gets two goals when it's 2-1. The game's in the ballot. Shouldn't have been on the pitch. Shouldn't yeah. have been on the pitch. Basically brought himself on. And then Amo goes and gets gets two vital goals to get us to the final, doesn't he? I think well, he's, he's, got, he's got me worth a mention, hasn't he? And mm. As you say, it was the, Big Joe always said uh, it was the best sub he, he never actually made. Uh, he decided to come on himself, didn't he? Uh, uh, Ammo and, you know, it, it, that, that's Everton folklore, isn't it? Popping up with two goals um, is, is Everton folklore and run, running away, nodding his head to the crowd. And, it's, you know, that, that, that's, he will live from Everton fans' memories. And it, it's definitely, he's definitely in the discussion. I'm a catchy for sure. What, what are we going to say then, Baz? I was just going to say maybe we should have made him the manager. If he's making decisions <laughs> that good, then maybe we sat the wrong man. And uh, you know, no, but I'm a, I loved Amakati. I loved him. Yeah. You know, he was happy and he, he was unorthodox and he'd come up with some good goals. He was hit and miss. I think he was probably more of a number 10 than he was a, a striker through the middle, but big goals and two, two good goals then, by the way. Difficult yeah. to add into the floor to make it 3-1 and then Gary Ablett, God rest his soul, with a, a marvel. I mean, what the hell he's doing running 90 yards near the end of the game at 3-1 is incredible. And he puts a great ball across. And that's not an easy finish. Back stick either, by the way, into the roof of the net. So, unbelievable. And, and great mention, of course. Iconic. Yes. Should he get into the final 10? Don't know, but what a what an absolutely Definitely brilliant. worth a mention. And the fact we signed him off the back of scoring an absolute world in the World Cup in the States. Oh. Well, that's how, that's how you time players in them. We tried to get Martin Darlene as well. Yeah, yeah. The you Swedish know. fella, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like you say, you, you, no, you, you never would have thought, would you? After, obviously, Amakati does that. We go and beat United. We win the charity shield with, with Vinny Sandways with an absolute pearly. Well, in his own head, an absolute pearly. Well, um, it was, it was. And, you know, we, we, we then, we're on this, this run that we're on now with no, no trophy for 25 years. And, the next goal is there's one goal which Phil was quite keen to highlight this one um, in the 90s, and that was the the Gareth Farrelly rocket against Coventry City. 
May 1998. Take it away, Phil. No, obviously we've been talking <laughs> about uh, all, all the amazing goals we've scored and we've won things, but I, I just think about this goal all the time and sometimes if I, I stay awake sometimes worrying because if you think about it, like if we had gone down, like Coventry have never come back and, and the way Everton have wasted money in a decent era... Would we have ever come? It, you know, people say, "Oh, we would have was big enough with, with this, with that, the other." It just, you know, what, it would be interesting to see if we ever would, because obviously Coventry never have, um, and obviously the game itself. Um, and I always remember this as well, where it was his own goal, league goal of of the uh, the season that, um, and obviously the the Barnsley yeah. penalty. Um, it was just, and obviously finding about Bolton, and it was the fact that Chelsea fans were doing their own players um, and Viali said no I like at the end he said no you know Everton are a good club that this that the other but the, I found out that Chelsea were actually doing um, their own players not to score but that goes wow. itself wow you know, yeah I remember that but again like we saw that Barry Orn and Jack Yelka in the derby you know you would never score another goal like that as he's only ever scored one it was just it was just a horrible never again we need to be there in that situation because it was just Again, it's iconic for the way what could eventually have ever happened. You know, if we, if we had ever come back, I don't know. Scary. Football's full of these sliding door games and moments. And then we talk about Adrian Heath earlier on with over there against Oxford, and you talk about obviously the Wimbledon game and the and the Coventry game. And you do wonder. You see so many of these these sides who were well established in the sort of eighties and nineties. Le- Leeds United are a prime example, aren't they? Such a big club. And you know they they've gone down, never been seen since. They've been close, but never come back to the Premier League after you know knocking on the door of you know getting to European finals and things like that. It's 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 incredible, really. But like you say, Phil, there's there's massive importance on that goal and and getting getting a point in in that game. And you know, it's, I keep on saying it, but it just shows it shows our four that we're actually using this as, as an example of of a, an iconic Everton goal. You know, for me, all our iconic goals should be. You know we're we're at the top of the table fighting to, you know, for the top two places. We're winning winning trophies and so on. But it it just shows you the the uh, the time that we were going through in in the nineties. And like you say, hopefully never never revisited ever again in our lifetime. Well, it deserves a mention because of the because of what it, we stayed up on goal difference that year, yeah, yeah. which shows how close it was. And also as well, you know, it was the Peter Johnson era, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, and obviously what a liability he was, uh, full of false promises. Um, obviously the club we were linked with so many players at the time obviously brought Kendall back I think I remember rightly before Kendall came back we were or he was making noises that we were, we were going after Bobby Robson and people like that wasn't it do you know what I mean yeah. and you know he, he was a nightmare era for us as a, as a club before the consortium with Ken Wright came in and obviously bought it off him but uh, it's amazing to think that in 10 years how we've gone from that side to Gareth Farrelly scoring a goal to basically keep us up on goal difference, it's the fall from grace is unbelievable. It's uh, it, it was my I've interviewed Gareth this week actually, fantastic interview. Um, yeah, great, lovely fella, intelligent. He's a lawyer now, a mitigation lawyer, works for right. UEFA as well. Um, didn't know he was a massive Evertonian. Didn't know he was an Evertonian. I didn't know. That. No, right. told him he should have. Uh, he should have put that out more because I think people would have would have backed them a little bit more. Um, but he came into the club and the club was a mess. 
with, with that Johnson, who, to be honest, when he started, he was fine, Peter Johnson, and he had some great ideas. Uh, but he had a, a, a thing called DJ Spuddles. I don't know whether you remember it, but it, it, it went bust and cost him a lot of money. And that's when he started pulling pulling the money on Everton. He, he spoke to Bobby Dobson, couldn't get him. Spoke to Andy Gray. Andy Gray tells me he never offered him the job, despite what people say. He walked out of the, the interview thinking he had the job. And he said, oh, go and play golf and, and take your time. And Sky come back to him and give him the job. I'm not saying Andy Gray would have done anything, we don't know. But Dwight yeah. York had already agreed to join if Gray got it and stuff like that. And Dwight York was a good player. So, you know, we did have a bad time. I would come in answering the call just because it was Everton. And it wasn't a great season. But Gareth, was he was OK. And, and we, we got to... Obviously got to that game and it was I was away actually the only game I missed that season I was in America when I booked the holiday I was thinking oh, well we'll have won the league by then it won't matter <laughs> you know and I'm in uh, I'm in Florida at the time of again no mobile phones and limited internet and and it was a it was a nightmare to uh, phone my mum I'd seen Farley had scored and I phoned my mum and trying to get the score off her and she thought it was my brother who was the uh, was the kit man at the time and she was like. What's got? I mean, what's happened with Everton? She was like, "What are you on about? You just come from a match." And I was like, but uh, no, it was unbelievable. They don't have teletext over in Florida, Baz. No, the mate, we were in. We were in. Um, my mate who, who now works for NASA, actually, uh, we were in his place in Gainesville, and it had he had dial-up internet, so we had BBC Sport on or something, and it come up fairly seven minutes. So I'm running around like an absolute lunatic in this, his apartment. So we were going to Clearwater. And um, my missus is like, come on, can we go? And I'm like, okay. Because I, I was essentially looking at Everton v Coventry on a just text with no, no information, <laughs> just waiting for the score to change. Like the worst game of football manager ever. Um, well, do you remember Teletext back in the day? That was oh, Teletext. Teletext was amazing. It was class. <laughs> it yeah, it was just all your news. You had like, yeah. I remember the page was 401, wasn't it? 401. Yeah, 401, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. Like, something like 301 on BBC or something, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. wasn't it? It was ITV and CFAX, wasn't it? But, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But anyway. All, all, all your insight back in the day, wasn't it? That, the rumours and everything. Yeah, oh, God, club call made the fortune, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah. Farrelly's got to be in there because it was yeah. such an important goal. Barnby missed the penalty, of course, at 1 0. Tommy yeah. Mider, who'd been brilliant all season, threw it in his net with a minute to go. And, and it, it was. But the one thing I would say, and, and Phil said it, you know, with the club where it was and should we be celebrating it, we've not been in that situation since, have we? Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Thankfully. So let's hope that uh, none of us ever see that situation again. Yeah, and and that's totally right. And it was a, you know, it's nice to sort of leave the the back end of the nineties behind us there on that point. And we we we've been speaking as I say all weekend, um, the last few days and so on about looking at goals and the few have cropped up for the two thousands. You know, although we haven't won anything in the in the year in the two thousands and and so on, a few goals have popped up. And I'm going to come to Pete with this one because Pete, Pete's quite keen to get this goal in there, and that. I've I've got a got a sure. well well he, he seems keen on looking at the screen <laughs> at the moment <laughs> with that facial expression but it's it's the goal that is probably renowned for the commentary as well as how good the goal actually was and that's Wayne Rooney against Arsenal October 
2002. Pete, tell us all about it. <laughs> well, I think it all starts with the story of Wayne Rooney, doesn't it? I think that the hype around that kid before he played in that game was huge amongst Evertonians. And I think even people that weren't Evertonians knew about Wayne Rooney. They knew the name, didn't they, before he scored the goal. Of course, the goal's well known, isn't it, for that, that line. Remember the name, Wayne Rooney. But everybody knew it before he scored the goal. Um, I wasn't actually at, at that game, but I, I can remember... Being under loads of stick um, for me mates because we were playing Arsenal that day and we were having a kick about at footy. And one of the lads, um, I think, got a text message through on his phone from someone that was at the game to say, Wayne Rooney 1-0. And none of us believed it. We all thought it was a wind-up because we'd all been talking about Rooney before the game. And I can remember watching the goal on the, on match of the day. It was abs- yeah, absolute peach. The way he just picked it up and he had the confidence and it was clear that he meant it as well. It wasn't a lucky strike. I know we were joking about Barry Horn before. When he picked up the ball, he has a look. He sees where Seaman is and he just bends it. I, yeah, I think, I think that, that the, goal, the Rooney right? goal, sorry, the Rooney goal for me, obviously, fantastic strike. It's that first touch, wasn't it? Ball over his head. The way he just brings that ball down and he's off. And that, that was our, our first real glimpse, wasn't it, of, of what Wayne Rooney was all about and what he would go on to, to become. Obviously, it didn't, didn't happen at Everton because of the, the situation um, at the time and so on. But what, what a way to explode onto, onto the scene. And, you know, it's it's a goal that is is ranked really highly amongst Evertonians. Do, do you remember that goal, Phil? Were you there in the day for the I Rooney was there, goal? yeah. Um, and what's funny about that, about two minutes later, he tried it again. He tried it again. It's not sure. I don't think if you've watched. Just goes match, over, doesn't it? He tries it again. He just go literally yeah. just goes over. Yeah, let's say a minute thirty seconds late because it was late on. But um, there was a fella saying to he, he's he's sadly passed away now. But he used to always go on the ninetieth minute every game ninetieth minute and because of that Rooney goal, uh, never did before. But obviously um, when when he went, it, he thought I'll, I'll go. It's going to finish a draw, whatever, whatever, and. Um, he scored and he used to go every 90th minute. When it was tight, he used to go every 90th minute just just to try and get that Rooney goal back. Um, but like I said, he tried it again, showing, showing what he was, how world-class he was. He tried it again 30 seconds a minute later. Brilliant. He was such a good player at that age. You know, he was a man, wasn't he? You know, even at 16, you know, he was... He was that's just pure and utter, almost like confidence, arrogance, whatever you want to yeah. call it. You know, I mean, he just believed in himself, even as a 16-year-old kid coming on the pitch. Came on a sub, didn't he, for Radzinski, when it comes on. And, you know, like you said, Mike, that first touch, you you can't, you know, that's as good as the strike for me. That's just instinct as well. He just, the way he just took it out of the sky, spins, you know, see Seaman. Seaman was a top keeper as well. And, you know, he's bent it in off the underside. And then obviously, you know, the rest is history, really. But I think he was such such a good player. And... You know, it's it's such a shame as a club we weren't in a position to keep him because you know, and obviously provide the platform for him to go on to win what he did. Um, you know, in the end, it turned out obviously, you know, as he's come out and said himself, it was almost good for the club at the time and and, and good for him. But um, that goal summed him up, and, and you know, to follow that as well. And Baz and I talked about this off air before, and it was the Leeds goal, uh, and I was I was at Ellen Road for that goal that game and. 
you know, similar to the Arsenal were on a 30-game and beat and run then. And Leeds, I don't think we'd won at Ellen Road for a long time. And, 51 you know, years. Yeah, exactly. So that tells you everything. And the goal itself is, is you can see it when Hibbo picks it up. And, you know, he's, he's, he's demanding it. He said, give it me, give it me. And he had no right to score from there. You know, to pick to pick the ball up there, and he, you know Leeds were a good side then, and he and he spun Eric Backer there, let put Eric Backer on his backside, yeah, yeah. and then he's ran it, you know Lucas Radaby, he was a good good defender as well, and he's obviously shimmied shimmied again, and then buries it in the bottom corner, and the celebration wasn't it with all the fans there? I mean that for me that goal there is probably more iconic, even though it won't be in the Premier League era, but it's more iconic for me the way he took it. Um, was a class goal as well. I don't know what you boys think of that goal against Leeds. Uh, yeah, I was there as well. I, he was his dad was in front of me, the row in front of me. So I kissed right. the face off his dad and off Graham, <laughs> his brother. Um because it was in, like you say, it was incredible. And you knew when he came on, you just knew that we, we were ready. You know, we'd stayed in the game, play quite well actually, because we were awful at Leeds, weren't we? And, but each what's funny is I was working at Everton at the time and the day before we played Spurs day on day one that season, and he come, I was in the ticket office, and he come to my window with his mate the day before with a football. He had no shirt on, pair of shorts, <laughs> and his mate is uh, his mate's buying tickets, and he's kicking the ball against the wall, and he come over to the window. So I've, I'm like, Wayne, what's happening? Like, what, you're in the squad, aren't you? Tomorrow because I'd done the play tickets the day before, and um, so he's like. Yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm playing, and I'm like, why have you got no top on on a football? Then shouldn't you be dressed? And he's just laughing. But he scored his first two goals against Wrexham away. We beat Wrexham three 0 Yeah, yeah. Should he, he should remember Great that goal. because Lee White Feng played, yeah. played many games, um, <laughs> and then obviously that Arsenal game, just like you said, the, the ball from Graveson was just have it, wasn't it? It was full yeah, it Peter was. K, wasn't it? He just whacked it up in the air and. The first touch and then the goal, and then, like Phil said, a minute later, he makes, I don't know whether it's winter burn, and then clips it over Seaman and lands on top of the net. And then we go to Leeds, and it was just unbelievable. It's when he hit it, it was you knew it was in because he went through Radderby's legs, I think, and it's in. Yeah. And to do the stuff he was doing at that age was ridiculous. Absolutely unbelievable and unbelievable as a footballer. And devastated when he left, but... The club had tried to sell him, which is the reason why he went. Hundred percent. And you know what? He, he, nowadays, he's obviously got the you know the, the England record holds that United's all-time goal scorer, which is some feat as well. And you know, obviously, we'd loved him to have stayed and, and had that type of career with us. But obviously, you know, he went on to win everything in the game, didn't he? And you can almost you know through gritted teeth almost understand why you know why he did it and well, why he went on to, to achieve what he did. We've been told we weren't getting paid. That's weird. Right? Yeah. Right. Two weeks right. before, a week before he was sold, there was like no wages for probably two months. And he wow. went and we got paid. So that's how tight it was. But we could have we could have sold him two months earlier for fifty million and something happened and it didn't happen. it didn't go through. So sliding doors, as uh, as Mike said before, <laughs> sliding door moments really, but what a player. What a player. Um, and to be fair, we probably sold him a year too early again when he come back. We probably could have done with him Silver's first year just to, just to calm everything down for Silver, really, and then chase them at the end of the season, maybe. But it is what it is. 
It is. It is. But he's never as good as what he was the first time. Let's have it. Let's have it, right? No, top oh, player. Of top player. Of course. And uh, that that moves us nicely on. We we've got one final goal to just just mention before we sort of wrap up, and that's. That was a few years after after Rooney, uh, and that was uh, the season 2004-2005, our best season in the Premier League, um, finishing fourth. And that was the goal by Duncan Ferguson against Manchester United. He's, he's done it a few times, hasn't he, in his, in his career. But this one, you talk about, about, about limbs and how, and how things have changed over the years from, say, the 80s to, to now and you know, early 2000s. And that was incredible, wasn't it? That, that From a free kick from our left-hand side comes in, big dunk. A little flick header and and it's in and I that that's a that's a goal that I I sort of remember quite quite well and I know Phil you're you're quite keen to to bring this one up as well. I just think um, from the whole thing, I think it was Rooney's first game back at Goodison. May not have been, may may have been anyway. And first league game back, yeah, they'd yeah, been in the cup, hadn't they? And, didn't they? Yeah, and, 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 and it was a night match, and everyone yeah. was like booing, and, and every time he missed kicked it, was cheering. Mm-hmm. I, I just Martin Tyler always says if he, he was up in the gantry and he says the ground shook when that went in. Dunga Ferguson, I think it was ten years after he scored against them as well. Um, I just think with like that season, we had like Stubbsy, we uh, big dunk. You know, Arteta came late on. We lost Gravison, cars, and we finished fourth. I just think we talked about the Gladys Street sucking the ball, and I, I felt that game. Obviously, with Tim Howard, there's a clip where I think Ferguson actually knocks him over, Tim Howard, um, <laughs> in, in a build-up on a free kick. I just thought the whole it was set up for Dunga Ferguson night match. You know, Boo and Rooney. Uh, I think. Well, I, I did look. I, I forgot all about it. Speaker. That was the 33rd game of the season. So we only had about five games left, and we only won one. We only won the Newcastle game after that. I think we lost to Arsenal seven or so, and then we lost yeah, the last game. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the second to last game we won, um, and obviously we're still riding on because Liverpool finished fifth that year. But which we all love. But um, I just think the whole thing was was set up for Ferguson ten years after he had scored against them. Brilliant. Yeah, he had a great, brilliantly summed up there, mate. He, he had a. He had a, a great record against United. Uh, I was there for that game as well. The, the place was absolutely bouncing. And that celebration as well was some you know, classic yeah, Ferguson, yeah. wasn't it? Absolutely loved it. The fist pump, running down the touchline. Um, yeah, and we, we really rocked United that day. We absolutely yeah, rocked United that day. Obviously, G- Neville got sent off for kicking the ball into the family enclosure, didn't yeah. he? And then yeah, um, he got a second yellow. I think... Uh, I think BT had come on for Fergie. I think Chase Keane, I remember it now, Roy he chased Keane, uh, Roy Keane down, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. He basically fouled Keane. It was definitely a foul. Yeah. And obviously the referee waved play on. And then obviously Scolzi just left one on Kilban, didn't he? And then obviously yeah. got sent off. But we really rocked him. I mean, you can see it with Neville now when he talks about it on commentary. You know, he talks about Goodison and when it comes alive. That And I think, you know, that's what he references as a player, that type, that type of game, isn't it? Where it's an absolute yeah. cauldron. Um, and you know, it got on top of them that day, and they, they were affected by the atmosphere. United for all the players they had on show, you could tell they were affected by that game. Duncan bullied Ferdinand that night. Ferdinand yeah, was playing, you know, he'd yeah. been playing with cigars and slippers on all season, and Duncan yeah. just went to war with them. And he had them early on and gave him a couple of elbows and let him know he was there. And my favorite player, not took the free kick, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a great ball, Baz. Come on. It was a good ball, yeah. But then, you know, yeah, I suppose he was all right then. It was it was a few years later he became a little rat. But um 
I, I, I can't have him, mate, honestly. He was a uh, good player. Let's put it aside. He was, a he was all right. Player. He was okay. Yeah. No, he was good. He was good. He was a good player. Just a, yeah, not a very good man. But um, great ball in and brilliant diving header. And you're right, they were rattled. They were a, a top, obviously a top side. And, and we got stuck into them. And, you know, it was, that was, that is kind of, whether we like it or not, that's that's Everton. That's what we thrive on as fans. They're 100% getting in people's faces. The ground bouncing. We've we seen it this year with Chelsea at home Dunk, when Dunk was in charge. That yeah. was good to snare its best. Make it a cold and be in people's faces. Work hard and we love it. You know, get yeah. right, get ball. And that's what we did that night. It was, like Phil said, uh, you know, five games to go or something and we win that. And, you know, we... I don't, a few days later, we've got Birmingham at home. We were crap. And we don't come off the bench. He said, yeah, I sure. asked him about this. He said he couldn't feel his legs. Three days later, still. And he come off the bench and equalises with three or four minutes left, which was a massive goal that everyone yeah, kind of overlooked. But we finished above Liverpool by a point. Yeah. You know, we'd, I'd be lost to Birmingham. And listen, I know we got done seven at Arsenal, but every Everton player will yeah. tell you they were bladdered. Yeah. <laughs> He was drinking for three days after that Newcastle game, so that's why they done us. But a massive win that night, massive win, and uh, unbelievable. And I just Great keep thinking of the, I just keep thinking of the Newcastle game and Kale when he smashes it in and gives yeah. it the Al. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's yeah, an iconic goal for me, that's just for yeah. just for the celebration of what it meant. If he didn't win a trophy, it didn't keep us up, but it was a big goal. And to see Timmy running away giving it that was. Uh, it was incredible. That was class, that. Which is, you know, it's worth it. There's a couple of notable mentions I wanted to mention on the back of that. Obviously, we went on to get draw Villarreal, you know, and obviously the infamous Pierre Luigi Colina won it. I mean, it's that just, it, it just sums us up, you know, as a club in that sort of time when it, you know, that we drew them. They, they were a side that would, new money, wasn't it? The guy that owned Paul Sonosa, he'd obviously injected a load of cash into him. Um, they had some good players. I mean, Raquel is one of the best players I've seen at Goodison Park in a, in a while as well. Yeah, he, he, he ran the game. Very good footballer. Forlan, um, didn't he? Forlan, very good player as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, in terms of a notable non-goal, if you like, Fergie obviously scored the equaliser over there, didn't he, as well? Big goal. Great header, not number it. And he, he gave three different reasons why he disallowed it. But he didn't mention the big brown paper bag. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even that was a nonsense, the draw, because was, when was. they were doing, we were given, because again, I was still at the club then, we were given a, a thing of who we could get and who we yeah. couldn't get, and Villarreal, we couldn't get. They, that was on the official thing from UEFA, and yet we were, give, we were drawn against them. So, Mad hot and that. cold balls, sadly. They didn't want five English teams in the European Cup. Yeah. And that, that's, the, that's basically a fact. So, but it was a great yeah, header and, and there was nothing wrong with it. He, he, he retired after that, didn't he? He didn't come back for one yeah. game. Did, yeah. He refereed you know the what? game I, and retired I mean, at the end. Obviously, you don't want to say, but it's... You know, all just those facts... It just, it just screamed conspiracy <laughs> theory, didn't it? It just screamed it, didn't it? Well, of course. Someone comes Barry back for one game. Before we know it. <laughs> you know, <who> <laughs> someone comes back for one game and then retires again immediately after it and won't take questions from the press. When asked about it, then why? Yeah. If you've made an honest decision, and it's an honest decision, you will defend your decision, won't you? Yeah, exactly. He if said it was Marcus Bent. Was it yeah, Marcus yeah. Bent? Marcus yeah. Bent, and yet Bent was nowhere near it. 
bonkers. Bonkers. So, Absolutely bonkers. Right. But I, another one I'd like to mention just very quickly is uh, for a great goal was the Larissa one I mentioned to you that Leon um, Osman scored. What a team goal that was in uh, the Europa League. Because Moyes had some good sides there, you know. Did, if, you look at, if you look at Everton 06 to 09, it's comparable to the Leicester City team that won the league. I think if Everton would, if Moyes would have had one of those That's teams right, in, yeah. in 16, 2015, 16, Everton would have won the Premier League. Totally agree. If we'd, had, if we'd have had a Jamie Vardy type, 20 oh, goals. If, we'd have had, if that team would have played in that season, that Everton's team would have won the league. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they played, you know, more, you're right there. Moyes gets stick for being a fairly negative, you know, sort of like that type of manager. But when, when we played and we opened the game up like that, they had some top players there. I mean, obviously, the Baines and Pienaar combo, you know, Lescott, obviously, you Arteta, Kale, yeah. Kubu, yeah. you know, Fellaini, yeah. Johnson, you know, Baines, yeah. you're Even Morales, when he turned it on, Morales. was a player, wasn't he? You know what I mean? He was a little bit later, wasn't he? But, but yeah, those yeah. players were. But excellent, but there you go. Well, it's worth you mentioning about on that point in, in 2008, Baz, your favourite player scoring against Fiorentina from 30 yards as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a, but you're talking about Goodison shaking. Yeah, that, that night, was. When Arteta scored that night, gee, was something else. And then you, obviously, Leon Osman being my size, ended up costing us a place in the year. Uh, the next round, you know, he's a he's a mid-tease willy away from making it 3-0 in injury time, yeah. you know, which would have knocked them out. But don't be notice, notable mention, Sebastian Frey, that night in goal for them. Oh, One of the best goalkeeping yeah. displays you'll ever see, yeah. you know. And, and if we'd have got past them, I think we'd have won it. Because don't forget, think he won it, didn't he? Zenit won it. Yeah, we'd, yeah, already we'd already beat them, haven't we? And Rangers, yeah. come on, lads. Rangers. I know. Get out to yourself. Rangers got to the final. <laughs> unbelievable. Know, it's unbelievable. It's... That's a worthy mention, though, that goal, just for purely absolute yeah. limbs, wasn't it, as well, for the goal, wasn't brilliant, it? Brilliant goal. Whether it's limbs or not, it's an absolutely wonderful strike from yeah. the edge of the box against him, who had turned into bleeding stretch Armstrong that night. <laughs> all can't but what a what a goal that was, yeah. Incredible. We we have gone through we've gone through fifteen goals there and the, the tough part of trying to finish things off is to try and whittle it down to what we just sort of deem our final ten. So what, what I'm gonna do is the old fashioned show of hands to see if we can get to a unanimous decision on these goals. Okay. Let me let me start from the top. Obviously those listening. There's no visuals here, but just just trust us with what we with what or with what I'm seeing at this particular time. So let's go, let's go, let's go from the top. Derek Temple, three two, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, 1966. Are we saying yet? Yeah, it's got yeah. to be, yeah. 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 Unanimous. Bob Latchford, 30th league goal against Chelsea, 1978. I'm not having it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah because it's thirty say, goals. Yeah. Just because it's thirty goals at that time. And I'm gonna say yeah for that, that reason. Well. And, and, and and only half of what Dixie got. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> different different times. Different times. But also also just what type of player Bob yeah. was and what he represented for that generation. You know what I mean? As an as an idol for that generation as well. Mm. So that's okay, two that's so, not you. Pete. So, Still think Andy Gray's uh, Andy King's is better, but yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. So Pete, Pete, yeah. So that's so that's that's not unanimous. Then if we jump no. then 
Andy Gray 84 Cup final versus Watford. We were all on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Phil. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sharpie Anfield 84. It's got to be. Yeah, like without it. doubt. Without I think we we'll were doing a disservice to him. He doesn't make the list. Mm. Andy Gray 85 against Sunderland. I love it, but if you're whittling goals down, yeah, I don't know. I'd, 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 yeah. For me personally, it'd be on the it'd be on the maybe. I wouldn't say it, but it should be definitely in there. Okay, I think Travis we'll, Stevens we'll... in that game. Travis Stevens goal in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, so Mike. We'll strike that and the great one off. So Trevor Stevens talking of him, eighty-five Bayern Munich. I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely for yeah. the game, hundred percent. Heed eighty five. Baz is writing. That's yeah. a clincher. Yeah, it's a clincher yeah. for the for a, the only yeah. European trophy we've ever won. I think it yeah. has to be in there. Yeah. P Phil, we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Phil, Phil's yeah. got it up because it hits the bar. Me and yeah. Phil are on the same wavelength. Anything hits the bar, it's in. It's in. Tap under now eighty seven to win the title at Norwich. It was 55 seconds, so whoever said the first minute, you were spot oh, on. it was, yeah. It was, 55 yeah. Seconds. seconds. I think it's got to be, like, like you yeah, say, if you're clinching a league title, you've got to have it, haven't you? You've got to have it. Um, Barry Orn, Wimbledon. I've... Yeah, Pete's all over it. It's... How many have you got now? How many is that? Um, six, is it? Six, yeah. Barry Horn's a weird one because obviously it was a massive goal in the context of the game. And then, oh, I don't know. It's, it's, I think, I what, think what doesn't help is that, is, is that six, and Segers just dives over Graham Stewart's one straight after it. So that doesn't help. <laughs> but in the, in the context of the season, what it, you know, what it set up, the actual goal itself, his only goal he scored that season, I, I think it's got to be. Maybe because it, it, you can maybe relate to it a little bit more because we were there. As I, I think it's got to be, and it's a, sh- it's a shame that it is because, as I say, it shows the falls from what we had from the 80s to the 90s. It really does. Um, we can put it as a maybe if you want and see where we're up to at the end. Are we happy with yeah. that? That again, that Michael. Yeah, you say Baz, yeah. You say, yeah. No, I'm saying I'd have it as a maybe and then have maybe. a little look at what you've got yeah. there. Okay, so, so big dunk against Liverpool, 94. I don't think that can be in there if we don't. Say Barry Owen. Of course, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I love Big Man. I love him. And he's he just texted me ten minutes ago, by the way. Over Has some <laughs> over some nonsense. So I'll read that in a minute. But I don't think that can be in there personally. I love it and it was it was a great goal, yeah, yeah, but yeah. is yeah. it any more iconic than ride out to clinch it a few minutes or near the end, or is it more iconic than is headed against United to, to beat them in the league later that season, or is it more iconic than Paul Rideout's winner at Ipswich, which kept us up the same season, yeah. you know, yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, but it, 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 but it means a lot, doesn't it? It obviously yeah. means a lot to us as Blues. We're out of shadow without. Like emotion, emotional goal, wasn't it? Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. 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 yeah, that's it. That's it. So talking of Paul Rideout, 95 Cup final. Yeah. Trophy Sorry, winner yeah, in our last one. Yeah. If we're swerving yeah. that, then. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be. Gotta be in. That was, is. Uh... Gareth Farrelly, same brackets as Barry Owen. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, as 
it was as important to court, of course it was, but in my head, I don't see it as iconic for whatever reason that might be, whether it's because Barry Owen's got so much coverage over the years for his goal. I, don't I was going to say, it's not referred it, to as much as the other one, is it? It's not, is it? No, it's not. And it meant just as much, didn't it, really? Yeah. I, to me, it's slightly more iconic. <laughs> Barry Owens is, is a, is a marvellous goal, but Graham Stewart gets the winner, and that's the key thing. Whereas in this game, without Farrelly's goal, we're, we're down, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, it's okay. similar because both of them never scored a goal like it again, which is, you know... And that, don't forget, that was with, that was with Gareth Farrelly's swinger, by the way. The only other yeah. one he scored like that was at Wembley for Bolton in the playoff final. It was right foot, which was another belter, which was a swinger. Yeah. So it I was. don't know. It's, a, it's, such a, it's such a tough one. I, I'm happy. Listen, this is yeah, your show. That. I'm happy to know, let bang you it in the maybe box. Bang it in the maybe Okay. Yeah, maybe, okay. Okay, so jumping forward then to 2000, Rooney versus Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. I'd say. Got to be, on it? Yeah. Yeah. We're all on board with that, aren't yeah. we? Rooney against Leeds. Not, not for me. me and, for me and Lee, I think it is. Yeah. But yeah, in the context of things, I think the Arsenal one has that's one that will be and is shown time and time again with yeah. the Leeds one. I, I'm with you, Lee. I actually think it's a better goal for the yeah. way he picks it up. Yeah. But the Arsenal one is more iconic because it, it was the day with the Invincibles, don't forget. Yeah, yeah they we, were. There was fifty odd games unbeaten or something, was it, in all competitions or whatever or whatever it was. Time, I think, weren't they? So, was it something run. mad? So yeah, yeah. And yeah. the final yeah. one, big. So so we're saying, uh, yeah, for the Arsenal one, not for the Leeds one, and the final one, big dunk against Man United. Does that make it ten if we include him? No, makes it. We're on at the moment. At the moment in time for actuals that are in. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, we're on. So we've got we've got wiggle room here. So that shouldn't cloud your judgment because we've got a good, we've got three maybes which are more than worthy of it of getting in there. So I, I'm, I'm gonna I'd say, say, I'd, gonna I'd say, say yeah. yeah. I'm going to say yeah, and the reason I'm going to say yeah is because what the goal represented and how we've been starved of any success for for almost two generations really. And I think from that point of view, it's hard for you to analyse it. I think Baz, because you 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 know you remember the '80s team. And obviously, what an era to, to watch football for. But I think for people who have been going the game, I think the Fergie goal is iconic. Because, A, you know, like you said, brilliantly summed up before, Phil, night game. It was all, it was all the perfect recipe, really, wasn't it, for, for, for Ferguson? And I think that goal, we all knew after that, even though obviously we confirmed after, we all knew that the Champions League was, was basically there. Uh, so I think it should be, and, yeah. you know, and for who he was as well. I agree, yeah. I think one one that we never mentioned, um, and this is very iconic, and it's mad because it's it's a bit like Bob Latchford just fills Jagielka's penalty against United in 09. That sends yeah. us to Wembley. That to me, when I think back over over the last kind of I don't know, forget taking Fergie and, and that Champions League thing out of it. That's probably our most important goal in that time. Yeah. Scored a goal really against. Manchester United to win it. Okay, wasn't they didn't put the full team out, but they still had a hell of a team out. And to send us to a cup final, you know, with the uh, under Moyes, that's quite. You know, that's one that you think back to. I'm not saying it should be in your ten, of course, because it's a penalty. But as an iconic moment for me, that's 
I would hold that more personally than Duncan Ferguson's head. And I love Duncan, all of, I love all of his goals. But yeah, like I, I said, I, I, scout, you, you have the rules. You keep the I'm, rules. I'm on the, I'm on the fence with the Duncan one. I don't think it. If we're going to sort of say we're, we're maybe for for big goals like Farrelly and, and Barry Hall, then I don't think. I can't put it in the same the same context. Okay. If I'm being honest with you, I really can't. And then we're sort Pete's, of saying, Pete's got them side in vote then. Pete Ferguson's goal against United. Not for me. No, I'm I'm in agreement with Mike. I I think there's there's better goals uh, that represent the same thing for me in the in the especially in the Premier League era. So that's we've got to split. We've got we've got to split those three goals, then, haven't we? Yeah. So we've got we've got Latchford, Horn, and Farrelly. As the three, we need two from three. I, I, I thought we agreed. I, I think I we agreed. No, we agreed for Latchford, didn't we? Oh, it was because I was on the fence, so I'm quite happy to put Bob in there because of his what you know the thirty goals yeah. and what it meant. So it puts us down to two goals that saved Everton from possible extinction. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the sensationalism going, there, man. <laughs> well, no, to be fair, Fox News here. Fox News over here. Who knows? See, for, for uh, me, it's going to be Barry Owen. That, that's my opinion. I, I just think that goal, in terms of the, the day, the moments, the whole the whole bit burning their bus down and stuff like that, I just think it was just... That, that event, the build-up and, and what have you, was just incredible. And the fact that we were down for so long during that day and during that game, it wasn't until late yeah. on that we were out of the relegation zone. Yeah, That's yeah. why it sits. Yeah, to come me. back from 2 0, I, I think yeah. Barry, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Be, yeah. Be, Go on then. I'm in. Yeah. I saw that one well, didn't I? I did. You <laughs> should have yeah. been doing them all. We did just agree with everything you said. <laughs> is that, is that, is that That's all it. 10? That's, That's 10. It's 10. So, I'll, so before we finish, I'll give the quick, the quick run through. We've got Derek Temple, 1966, Bob Lashford, 1978, and the great 84 Cup final. Graeme Sharp, October 84 against Liverpool. Trevor Stephen, 85 against Bayern Munich. Kevin Sheedy, Rapid Vienna, 85. Pat van der Laal, Norwich, 87. Uh, Barry Owen, Wimbledon, 94. Paul Rad, out Man United, FA Cup final, 95. Wayne Rooney versus Arsenal, October 2002. There's your 10. Not, not a bad yeah. 10. Oh, and it's, and it's, it's, been, it's been a really enjoyable enjoyable show and, and I thank both Phil and, and Baz for taking the time out on a, on a relaxing Easter Sunday to, to discuss um, a lot of our, of our best ever goals Cheers thanks for the thanks, invite Baz. lads Cheers thanks very much no, Cheers for coming on boys Cheers I really appreciate thank it and thanks everyone for listening to another one of our, our lockdown specials and we, we'll be back over the next few weeks with a uh, Another countdown, no doubt, to, to keep you entertained at these, these difficult and strange times. We'll catch you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.